Hello? Is there somebody there? It's the Deliver Us Some Evil podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you have a hard time pressing that button there, Mel. <laughs> okay, so granted I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, you, you pressed the mute button on me, and then you're like, fuck, I'm going to press a million been, other buttons to figure out which though. one I want to do. <laughs> Welcome to Deliver Us Some Evil. I'm Eli motherfucking Newton. This is Mel, doesn't know how to press the fucking button, November. <laughs> and welcome. Hi there. Hello. Yeah, I mean, you, you fucked up the button, I fucked up the intro. Let's just <laughs> call even. it even. Let's just even. <laughs> and speaking of getting even, getting right, especially with your Lord and Jesus, God's got my heart. No, he fucking doesn't. He doesn't exist, the sand wizard. We're going to talk <laughs> today about what mel what are we talking today we're about the acid cake. yeah we're getting acid back king into the acid cake, asking part i two. need to know what happened because yes. i don't know last episode for those who don't know because it's been like a week or two since we talked about this we talked a lot about ricky casso we went to his history uh and then pretty much everything that led up to the murder or whatever now today we're going to start with gary lowers okay gary lowers is in fact the victim Oh, okay, that's all right. yes, yes. So we, we, I just want to let you know we're going to start with the victim, and then we're hopefully going to finish the episode, the, uh, the finish the case in this episode. Awesome. All right. So Gary Lowers was a 17-year-old high school's dropout, and like Ricky Casso, he had the tendency to run away from home and sleep on the streets doing drugs. Oh damn! So it seems like they're cut from the same cloth, Mel. Yeah. Fucking 80s kids, man. Were you <laughs> were you like doing this shit when like you were a kid in the 80s? Were you running away in doing the drugs? 80s. <laughs> I was I was born in 1973, so I was a kid. I was a little kid in the 80s. No, you weren't. You were like you were like, you were like a like ten and like a teenager. You're these kids' age in the 80s, man. No, they're old. They're older than me. Didn't yeah, but not, yeah, but not by me. much. Yeah, but so I mean like, like eight, ten, twelve yeah, years yeah, old. Like you're born I wasn't in 73. By the time 80 came around, you were like seven. seven. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't. I, was, then, I wasn't living on the street doing drugs the, when I was seven. Yeah, no, but by the time <laughs> these kids were doing shit, which I don't know, it's like 84, 85, You, you were like thirteen, fourteen. You're old enough to get fucked by them and do drugs with them. Yeah, no. No, all right, whatever. You'll probably have <laughs> me fun. All right, so Gary Lauer's nickname was Fuzzy Legs. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but that's his nickname. <laughs> and Gary was described as mercurial. Okay. I feel like you would be described as mercurial. <laughs> yeah, I think the official modern term is bipolar. Just crazy bitch syndrome. <laughs> yeah, they got Pretty crazy much. bitch syndrome. Indeed. <laughs> uh, he wasn't a bad kid. He just honestly didn't fit in very well and did things to be liked that made him look like a bad egg. So he was probably generally a good He was good kind noodle. of a poser. Yeah, kind of a poser. But, I mean, then again, Ricky Casso was kind of a poser in his own way. Yeah. Sure, he liked to do drugs and, you know, sex, Try drugs, and rock and roll. Satan. Yeah, but, like, he didn't really know Satan like I know Satan. You know? <laughs> I was going to say, like, like you know. Yeah, you, you yeah, definitely yeah, know. Yeah. We, we, you're on a first-name basis. Yeah, yeah. You know, Saint, <laughs> Lucy and I go, go way back, you know. I got him on speed dial. Nobody talks about what happened in Vegas. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I've officially never been to Vegas. <laughs> and that's the way I'm going to keep the record, okay? <laughs> so Gary was in some way socially stunted since many uh, descriptions of him always called him young in the mind. So he was probably retarded, oh, at least a little bit, like yeah. a little bit of a slow bot. Yeah. And he was definitely a weird kid. People were just like, <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. 
Uh, Gary put up a tough front, uh, you know, like a tough front on, you know, to avoid being picked on by his classmates. But it never really worked out for him. You know? <laughs> That's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, you probably had at least one kid in school who was like, oh, I'm a tough guy. I'm going to fuck everyone up, fight them. But you just know deep downside, he's a sopping wet pussy. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, you had a kid like that? I, I don't know. I, di- I didn't know anybody when I was in school, honestly. What the fuck does that even mean you didn't know anybody when you were in school? What, you're talking about like high school? Like junior Just high, high school? school in general, yeah. No, like like, like really middle school and, and the high school. You didn't talk to anyone? I you moved didn't... Or, when I was a little kid. I moved around all the time. We, you didn't we like moved and go I didn't do anything socially at all? Hell, like even I had somewhat of a social life in high school. Oh, no. High school, no. Wow, such a nerd. No. So you <laughs> were definitely Gary Lowers then. You were the because uh, rule of thumb is if you don't remember a kid in high school that's like Gary Lowers, then that means you were like Gary Lowers. All right. <laughs> yeah. So he was uh, more into making peace than he was fighting, but he did see fighting as a way to gain popularity. But it's it's likely he was mixing up notoriety with popularity. <laughs> yeah, that that can be confusing yes. when you're young. <laughs> yeah, when, when you're young, dumb, and full of cum. Yeah. So unfortunately for him, he was definitely not a good fighter. Got his oh. ass kicked more often than not, and he would get beaten up. And uh, but however, he was kind of a tough kid because he never actually backed down from a fight. Oh, so he would he would go into that. it knowing that he would get his shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And that's just like the life of like every D and D nerd that's ever existed. <laughs> they play D and D out in public, even though they know that it's going to get them bad attention, and they're probably going to get pieces shoved up their noses forcefully. But they run the risk because fuck everyone else. <laughs> they want to play D and D at the public library instead of in their mom's basement, where every good D and D nerd should play. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, one would would describe impulsivity as uh, one of Gary's biggest issues in life. He's oh. a very impulsive kid. Yeah, Gary would often engage in midnight auto, which is just essentially ripping off cars for their stereos, oh. which he would sell the you know support his drug habits. Uh, and this often put him at odds with people he fucked over in some oh, sort of geez. way. Yeah, yeah. He he was the kind of kid like he would fuck you over. Yeah, just because you know. He didn't think about the consequences. He would just do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he often stole money from his parents to go out and buy drugs and other paraphernalia. Gary that summer had stolen eighty bucks from his mother's purse. So like the like the summer he died, he stole eighty bucks from his mom's purse and bought a bong and a bag of grass. And that very same night that he bought all that shit, he just sat in the park and smoked it all to himself, just right there. Damn. So that's a lot of weed. Like in the 80s, that's a lot of weed. <laughs> he smoked a lot of weed just by himself. Really should have planned it out. Should have you know, kind of like spaced it out a little bit. Yeah. We had, he, he could have had weed probably for like at least a couple weeks, you know. <laughs> Smoking every day, a little bit here and there to keep the buzz. Yeah. Anyways, Gary was the kind of kid who would have 25 hits of acid and would hand it out to everyone else. So he he liked to share Fair. his drugs, okay. um, which went along which went a long way to make people kind of like him more. So he probably did more for to be popular than you know anything else. Also because the money that he used to buy the drugs with wasn't, wasn't his. his, so yeah. he didn't really give a fuck. So he would just be wasteful as a motherfucker. Yeah, uh, Lowers was not afraid of committing big crimes either. Legend has it. So now this no, is not okay. confirmed, but here's a legend. That he robbed a house once for four grand. 
And he used the money to buy him and two kids some motorcycles, an expensive top-of-the-line tape deck, and a gold chain for a girl that he used to date. <laughs> Gary apparently tried to use the necklace to curry favor with her, who just avenge who like she took the necklace and just shot him down very hard. It was like, no, thanks for the necklace. Now go fuck yourself. <laughs> Were you like that, Mel? Some guy buy you jewelry, you take the jewelry, and then once you have the jewelry in your little fucking claws and your little raccoon mittens, you go, no, fuck yourself. I've never had a guy buy me jewelry. Are you kidding me? Never? <laughs> no. no one's ever bought you jewelry? No. Yeah, you're, you don't look like the kind of girl I'd buy jewelry. <laughs> no. Yeah, you don't look like you deserve my, my jewelry. My jewelry is permanent. <laughs> my piercings are permanent. They don't come out. They don't That's come out. That's all the jewelry that I need. All 30 piercings on your clit, <laughs> they don't remove. You know, now, now everyone's going to think you have a you know, pierced clit. Do you want to <laughs> set the record straight? Yeah, they're just in my ears. They're, yeah, her ears, it's, it's code word for clit. <laughs> so, uh, my lower lobe. <laughs> your lower lobe. <laughs> Lobes. Your lobia majora. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Gary didn't take the the getting shot down the very oh, well. Because yeah. he uh, beat the shit out of the Ooh. tape deck in our yard. <laughs> 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 He's like, fuck oh, this bitch. Man. He's smashing it in their front yard, man. Honestly, I, I feel that one. I feel that one. <laughs> He's lucky as before social media. <laughs> I know, right? He's, that's like when the that biggest loser moves out. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So Gary was able to also just give a guy 500 bucks for no apparent reason and then go to the ro roller rink called Laces where he took a grand and just threw it up in the air. This is like a bad 80s yeah, movie, it's, honestly. It's, honestly, it's reminding me of like Richie Rich. <laughs> like, is not the one where the kid got like the blank check? No, 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 no. The blank check where the kid got the blank check from the guy for running over his bike and then he wrote like a million dollars on it. And cashed it and ended up like stealing money from like a drug dealer or some shit. I don't Yeah, it, it reminds me of that because like he's like, it's like this like eight year old kid and like there's like this weird romance between like him and this older woman who he's like, I got money now, so I'm gonna, you know, have her like suck my pee pee or whatever. Oh it, my was, God. A, it was a really Was this weird a dream movie. you had? No, no, it's a movie. <laughs> I, I, it might have been filmed in the late 80s, but like I remember seeing it when I was a kid and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, like, one part of me is like, this movie's fucking awesome. You know, the part of me is like, this movie's really fucking dumb. <laughs> Either way, that woman was a pedophile. She was yeah. a gold digging whore and a pedophile. <laughs> and that's the type of sh lifestyle Gary wanted to live. He wanted all those pedophile gold digging whores. Yeah, that he gave money to that wasn't his. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> that's the only way I'd give money to someone. If it's not my not money, yours. I'll give it to you. Fuck yeah. Shit. <laughs> we could share this money. It's not mine. I didn't earn it. So Gary's legend extended to other states as well. So it wasn't just oh, in New York. It was York. outside of Long Island. Outside of hey, Long Island is not a Sorry. state. All right. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's a mental state. <laughs> it's a state of being, but it's not a state. Okay. He apparently stole a credit card and used it to take himself and a few friends on a trip to Florida. <laughs> All expenses paid. Wait, is this is this confirmed or is this just part of his? Uh, this is a part of his legend. legend. Okay. It's part of his 
his legend. It might have happened. Something like this probably did happen to yeah. some degree. Because it's like the 80s. You could steal a credit card. And that shit was harder than harder to trace than it is now. Oh, yeah. Like, like you wouldn't know that your credit card was stolen and used until like a month after the fact. <laughs> yeah, you had to get a paper bill yeah, in the mail. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, what the fuck? You know, because, you know, they didn't swipe them back then. They just had the, the machine go, conk, and they like took it. Oh, that's of the right. Card. I remember that when you had to, oh, and you had to ask for the carbon copy. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. they, they would like, they would like take it in print and go, conk. Yes, and then that's that, right. Uh, yeah, it was fucking annoying. Wow. Yeah. I remember. I, I, I don't know. I recently watched a uh, YouTube like channel, and I, I, I've been lately been getting back into watching uh, people watch movies because apparently that's a thing for me now. When I play video games or do research, I just listen to that. Yes. But the guy was watching a movie that had one of those, and he, this guy's older than me. He's like probably in his forties, and he's like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, what oh, the fuck is that? Oh my god. I don't know how anyone who is older than me doesn't know what a credit card machine is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. But that's the thing, though, is that that was prevalent when I was a kid. When I had my first credit card, did I ever put it in one of those machines? Maybe when I was very, were very Were women young. even allowed to have credit cards when you were a kid? If you went to college, they would give you 10. The first, As you step on campus, oh, they would hand oh, you 10 so or 12 Oh, so your mom's generation 15. weren't allowed to have credit cards because you were a woman. I don't know that they existed. But then the minute you got into did college, they Did the boomers like, boom. have credit cards? Yeah. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. The boomers definitely had credit cards. Just the men were allowed they have to have now. it. Yeah, like women weren't allowed to have credit cards all right because women don't have rights you didn't know mel historically women have zero rights in this country even today in the 21st century women have no rights at all and that just feels just good for me i'm okay with that anyways let's get back to to (laughs) gary lowers and his uh infamous trip to florida yeah so yeah on the way back from florida they were thrown off the bus after they had went to a liquor store near one of the rest stops and bought a bunch of mega bottles of jack <laughs> do you uh, do you have fond memories of mega bottles no i don't think you can actually buy them anymore this is huge. it's actually a thing it doesn't mean it oh it's a special size yeah it's oh. a huge fucking bottle like, I, I don't know like for me like, like I rem- two handles like, on I, it? I, I, yeah like i'd only seen <laughs> one mega bottle and it wasn't even like had jack in it. it was just like on, up on a shelf in the collector and it's literally just like looks like a gallon like bottle of jack just like a <laughs> gallon man a gallon jug which i don't think jack daniels comes that size anymore like you might be able to get like fireball whiskey that size i actually i think we still there is one yeah, there's yeah. one in the yeah, cupboard yeah there's there's fire yeah oh is that how big our fireball is, is fucking is it, huge is are you kidding me i paid for it yeah it's, it's got the big thick handle on it yeah yeah so i know i know those but I, don't, I don't think jack does <laughs> okay. um yeah, so he bought a bunch of those. He handed the bottles out to everyone on the bus, and he got everyone drunk. And uh, they were so drunk and so rowdy that they pissed off the bus driver enough for him off. to force them off the bus. So he threw them off the bus. Wow, I can respect that though, man. Yeah, I can. Like, if, if it's true, then I respect that. Yeah. that. That's fun. Sounds like he could be fun at times. Um, but that's not the whole only pastime getting random people on a Greyhound bus drunk. Uh, one of his other pastimes was Satanism. Oh, so he was into yeah, it too. Yeah, Gary okay. had gotten to Satanism as well. Previous to being in previous to being into uh, like Black Sabbath and like rock and roll, Gary was interested in Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and then hip hop for a little bit. Right, because oh. it's still like the eighties. This is actually However, the good hip hop. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's back when they had a story to say yeah. and a message. Um, and then like he got into Satanism and that's when, uh, Sabbath kind of began to carry a little bit, 
a little bit more into his life, you know, Sabbath, ACDC, yeah. uh, you know, Iron Maiden, all those guys. And he started carrying around a little brown book with an upside down crucifix drawn on it, pretty much wherever he went. It was really weird. He just kept it in his like pocket. I don't know. Because it's like a little notebook. Yeah. No one knows what he kept the notes on, but he kept it with him. Gary would talk to everyone he could about Satan, but it was clear to them that he didn't truly understand what it was that he was talking about. <laughs> does that remind you of yes. somebody, Mel? Who does that remind Ricky you Casso? of? Ricky Casso, yes. The yeah, fucking the, posers. Yes. Because everyone knows the that the, the whole point of Satanism is to get close to Satan, but you don't actually want to go to hell. Because yeah. hell's a bad place for everybody except for Satan. <laughs> but you want to get close to him, absolutely. Or and just like get like immortality that way, like you'll never die and therefore never go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the whole point. It's the object there. <laughs> Gary was also rumored to be gay, which got him beaten up quite a bit. Oh yeah, back in the day, absolutely. Yeah, but right. I mean, I, I think this might have had a little bit more weight than just some asshole saying, you know, like tripping him and it's like, oh, what are you a fucking faggot? Yeah. Or like him popping a little bit of wood in like the locker room, so then say, oh, hey, look, Gary's gay. Oh, get that fucking thing away from me and poke my eye out. Oh. I, it might have had a little bit more weight, hmm. but because uh, at a party, like right, so during a party, Gary had taken off his shirt and put on a passed out girl's leather jacket and began dancing as Prince blared over the radio. Now, in the 80s, if you're a guy, you don't dance to Prince unless you're a faggot. I when when Prince was big, I was still a little kid, but that and was I, one I of know, my favorite. I fucking love Prince. I mean, Prince is good, but unless you want everyone to know you're gay, you don't dance to him as a man. Now, I, I know I've been using liberal liberal use of the word faggot. We here uh, uh, you know deliver some evil. We don't we don't give a fuck. All right, I suck dick. <laughs> I have my faggot card. I get to say the word faggot. All right, if you suck dick in your life, you also get to use, use the word faggot. That's just the way it works. You officially have permission from yeah, you, Eli yeah, motherfucking I will Duke. give you your faggot card. Just, you know, literally, <laughs> I will sell it to you. One dollar, you can have your faggot card. And if any gay guy, any gay person has an issue, you know, guess what? Say, you know what? Elijah motherfucking Newton told me I could say the just word faggot. flash that and flash card. the badge, man. Flash that fucking badge. Go, woo! You know, be, be, like, be like a serial killer who's trying to pretend to be a cop. Just flash it really quick. They don't even gotta look at it. They don't, they don't know what the fuck they're looking at. You don't just tell them this. I said that it's okay if we use the word faggot. Yes. Let's bring that back in. No, let's bring it back. Let's bring back the word faggot. All right? Let's bring it back. Bring it back to the 90s. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, that night he uh, at the party, he told another kid that he wanted to marry them. A boy? A boy. Told another guy at the party that he wanted to marry them, that he would go to Columbia to get a lot of coke and deal coke. And that was literally like his life plan was to go be a coke dealer. And he was going to buy them a red Ferrari and an apartment on Fifth Avenue with an all black leather uh, decor. Oh, that was so. This does go a little bit further than just, yeah. But however, that that sounds like like a life plan from someone who's currently doing coke. (laughs) <laughs> that that is that is literally what it is uh, i can guarantee you that when you do coke your next thought is to get more coke <laughs> and one of the best ways to get more coke is to be a coke dealer oh. so i can't tell you how many times i've shot a line into my brain and it's just like you know what hell yeah i could i could totally sell more coke hell yeah let's go get more coke i'll sell it absolutely i'll sell it there's no way i'll bankrupt myself with all this coke you know <laughs> <laughs> coke always leads to more cocaine. Uh, and that story earned him the nickname SNM Gary. 
So not only is he known as Fuzzy Legs, he's also known by some as S&M Gary because of the leather leather jacket. Oh, man. Uh, and, and that is pretty much Gary up to the murders. So now let's get into some of the uh, some of the other guys that were involved. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Jimmy Troiano, who is one of the guys who was accused of helping uh, Ricky Casso kill him. All right. Kill Lowers. Did these kids all go to the same school? Uh, I think so. I, I I think like either they went to the same schools or they went to like uh, schools adjacent school to each district, other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, they definitely hung around the same area for right. sure. Uh, Jimmy was adopted when he was four years old. Uh, failed out of school. Jimmy was arrested repeatedly for petty theft and breaking and entering. He and Ricky were inseparable between smoking dust together, worshiping Satan together, and they even often dealt drugs together. So these guys were like best friends. Yeah. It was rumored that at seven years old, Jimmy unhooked the chain off of a swing set, uh, you know, like the swing seat. Yeah. You know how it's got like the hook? Put, popped that thing into his cheek, climbed to the top of the A-frame, and jumped off, giving himself a huge scar across his face. Oh, my God. Now, I couldn't find any picture that would show any of these scars, so this might just be one of those, like, legends about him. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy supposedly had so many, like, facial scars that at the ninth grade dance, they played the Monster Mash just for him. Oh, my God. That's so fucking cool. (laughs) Jimmy was given the nickname Drac one day after going to the dentist to have his canines filed to sharp points and for his ghoulish appearance. Uh, he kind of like I don't know. Like, and there's no pictures. The pictures I saw, they don't really show any of these features. Okay. So this might just be legend building. All but right. to me, he definitely looked like a younger, coked out David Bowie. Absolutely. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Just just imagine like younger David Bowie, and boom. You got, okay. You that, that, that says a lot right there. It does. <laughs> uh, Jimmy had the same attitude as like pretty much all all the other kids, all the kids we talked about. He was always saying that he didn't need school and that he didn't need to work, despite people were like, eh, you might need to work. <laughs> you, know, you might want to get a job later in life. Uh, his ideal job was literally to sit around all day, smoke dust, and sell drugs. <laughs> so he, he aspired to be a drug dealer. Uh, honestly, him and Lowers, I, I could see them both just being drug dealers. In life. Yeah. Kid, you, know, you, you know when you're like 15, whether you're actually built for like going on to college, learning a trade, getting a job at McDonald's, or dealing coke. Yeah. You kind of know by that point, you know, fuck what your parents say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, Jimmy broke rules just because they existed and had a reputation for breaking into homes and likely took part in the famous robbery that netted Gary all that cash. Oh, that makes sense. So it might have been real that they actually did it. Now, what Gary did with all the cash is up to speculation, but Jimmy might have been involved in it at some point. Yeah. Around this time, there was an unusually large number of house pets going missing in the area yeah can you say sociopath Mm, because remember when i when i described the satanic cult as more of like a bunch of kids who kind of like laid around i think they call themselves like the the dark night circle or some shit like that yeah yeah some some weird i'm sure they'll 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 i'll come up with the name again but they they were more like just a bunch of dust heads that would like set cats on fire yeah yeah, he, he, Jimmy's kind of one of those kids who just, you know, light a cat on fire makes just sense. for fun. I mean, I have been tempted to light a cat on fire, but usually I just find it's a lot more fun to drown them in your basement. Mm. No, that, that, was, that wasn't funny. 
See, that took I'm a sharp, it took a sharp left I, turn. <laughs> took a sharp left on that definitely one. Definitely a sharp turn. A sharp turn. Yeah. So uh, uh, the cats would go missing in the area. Churchgoers and even some police suspected that it was for sacrificial rites that all these animals were disappearing. Yeah. Um, from uh, the mysterious satanic cult that was like that popped up in their town, and they just they had no idea about it. Hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, others believed that it was Jimmy who was abducting them, either for the cult or for his own entertainment. Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. These uh, kids. So in June 1984, right? Um, so so yeah, yeah. So so that's essentially all you need to know about Jimmy Troiano, and essentially the three main biggest kids in the case. And let's yeah. just get right back into the narrative let's and do it. how all these kids kind of collide into each other, and make one big big bang. One big big bang. One or, big big bang. Yo, what the fuck is that sentence? Man? Jesus. <laughs> All right. So in June of 1984, Ricky and a fellow user slash runaway Lowers dump bumped heads after Ricky catches Gary stealing ten bags of dust out of his jacket while he was passed out at a party. Oh goodness. And I know you're probably thinking it. Is this the event that causes Gary's death? Is it? Yes. Yes, okay. this right here is the this the event the is the event cited for the reason oh. the motive why Gary had to die. Okay, and honestly, I was like not to victim blame, but <laughs> Gary was kind of asking for it. You don't steal ten bags of like dust from a drug dealer. What he's passed that's, out at the party? Yeah, that's probably not a smart. So idea. Uh, Ricky, doing the only thing he could do, demanded payment and threatened Gary, who gave him back five of the bags and offered to pay him fifty bucks for the rest, which he failed to actually ever pay back. Hmm. Well, yeah. I don't know. You give him an IOU. Yeah. I don't know if that really is enough. <laughs> so he, he essentially gave him half the shit he stole in an IOU. Yeah. Uh, which didn't make Ricky very happy. I with can Gary. imagine. I can. Yes. Uh, Gary was rightfully afraid of Ricky and literally everyone in their little circle of hooligans knew it. They all smelled the fear coming off Gary. Uh, so they all, they suspected that this was something bad was going to come oh, out of this yeah, whole thing. Oh, yeah. No, like, honestly, with, with hindsight, everyone was like, oh, yeah, we fucking knew it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, shit, I was doing the research. I'm like, oh, yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, the yeah. motherfucker got to die. Yeah. He's going to have to die. <laughs> So uh, uh, every chance that he got, Ricky would uh, chew Gary out over the theft and even just literally beat the shit out of him if he felt oh like it. Oh, my God. Which is, you know, so just imagine the Stewie Griffin when uh, Brian owed him money. He's like, where's my money, Brian? You got my money? And he starts breaking his kneecaps <laughs> yeah. and just fucking him up every chance <laughs> yeah. he gets. Yes. This is what Ricky's doing. He's like, hey, Gary, you got my money, Gary? Remember when he stole those 10 bags of, uh, of dust from me, right, Gary? Yeah, you're going to pay that back, Gary? No, you're not going to fucking pay that back. You're not going to fucking pay me back. Fucking pay me so back if, he's Tuesday, right? if he's like a thief and all this shit, and why can't he just fucking get the money and pay it back? Because he's probably robbing people, using the money to buy more drugs. Oh, I see. He, he, he's a drug addict, Mel. They're not very no. They're not known for being good with their money, <laughs> and they're definitely not good with other people's. Money. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, yeah. So he just kind of beat the shit out of Gary every chance he got, demanding his money, and uh, things would steadily grow worse for Gary when uh, Jimmy, who ha- was actually in jail at this time, Ooh. was released. Oh, okay. So, so Jimmy Ricky gets released. Buddy. So Ricky and Jimmy start beating the shit out of Gary for Ricky's money. Yeah. Uh, and according to some, while Ricky got an apology and some sort of payment from Gary, Ricky never really got his full vengeance. Oh. 
So I guess at some point they kind of mended fences a little bit. You know, Gary probably sucked his dick and he's like, okay, now that takes 20 bucks off the top. Here's 25. It's called even. Yeah. Right. And that just wasn't really, you know, wasn't enough. Wasn't enough for him. So when Jimmy gets released from jail, he and Ricky go hunt, literally go hunting for Gary mm. in order to settle the score. Ah, that's going to end poorly. It is. Uh, so we, we have a fourth kid, Albert Quinones. Uh, I'm not. I didn't really go into more of him. You don't really need to know more of him. But he right. comes into the story at this point, and he joined the hunting party for Gary, Ooh. and reportedly told Ricky to remove his rings so he didn't really fuck Gary up. So <laughs> Albert, while he wasn't against them kicking the shit out of Gary, seemingly was kind of invested in Gary's welfare at least a little bit. Or himself didn't want to be, you know, involved yeah, or, in something. Yeah, or, you know, like a beating had. that would quickly become a felony because of yeah. the rings. Yeah, yeah. That's probably more like it. Probably. Because they're all scumbags. They're really all scumbags, they're, they're really honestly. All, even, even Gary's a scumbag. Yeah. See, yeah. Th- this is why I love making fun. Like, I don't mind making fun of, like, people like this and, like, stories like this because they're all scumbags. They essentially are. So scumbags you're just making fun of scumbags. scumbags. Yeah, scumbags yeah. killing scumbags, you know? That's yeah. the way life should be. That's the circle <laughs> of life right there. Uh <laughs> So the, the trio eventually found Gary and uh, dragged him behind an old white church. Nobody saw what happened back there, and nobody wanted to go back there to see what had happened. Um, but not long after, they saw Gary leave with a gash on the side of his face, his lip all bloody, and a short torn the fuck up. Oh, wow. Yeah, so whatever happened back there wasn't pretty for Gary. No. Uh, it went on for a little while, just like this. They would, you know, always like drag him in the corner, oh, okay. beat the, shit, beat out the shit out of him, just beat the shit out of him, constantly beating the shit out of him. And the trio followed Gary all the way around town, demanding that he paid Ricky back in full and just beating the shit out of him when he didn't. Which is kind of like a deckhead move because apparently he gave them money but wasn't enough. It's starting money. to sound like he's a scapegoat or just a punching yeah. bag for their frustration. Yeah, he just became a he's punching just a bag target at this, this point. Yeah. yeah, but he brought it on himself. He did, but uh, then it went from beatings to threats. Threats of worse things. Yeah, so fed yeah. up with Gary not paying back the full amount and just giving him a little bit at a time because it seems like Ricky's the kind of asshole. It's like, okay, you give him like five bucks, but he wouldn't say, okay, that's five bucks off of yep. what you owe me. That's just five dollars. You still owe me fifty. Mm-hmm. So not until yep. so until you give him fifty directly, just boom, all in one go. You're not really giving him anything, and that's kind of sees to me that that that's how I sounds honestly, about right. That's how I would do business. You I owe me fifty. It. The five, that's just interest. You're paying back you're paying interest off the top. You still I, owe I me you still owe me it. the fifty. Come on. <laughs> so uh yeah, so he just gonna, you know, th- begin threatening Gary's life, telling him that he was going to kill Gary. Oh, he actually Yeah, to kill so him. he yeah, he's uh threatening to kill Gary and everyone and he's and he's not like doing this like like in a corner dark corner where no one can hear him he's doing it very publicly like he, gary would walk on would be walking on the other side of the street the trio would be walking up the other side and he'd just shout across like four lanes of traffic with like 30 witnesses that he's gonna kill gary if he doesn't pay back he's like oh, hey gary goodness. yeah got my money no no i'm gonna fucking kill you tuesday makes sense yeah i mean i've definitely never heard that ever in my entire life yeah not ever never i've never heard or seen anyone do that and i've definitely never done that definitely not thank you for uh recording us mr fbi man (laughs) (laughs) because we know we know the fbi or the cia or the mi5 
they're all watching us watching the show it would actually be cool if this if mi5 is listening awesome yes thank you we are now international terrorists (laughs) (laughs) that's the sound of the international terrorists make (laughs) see i don't know why we bother with buttons that give us sound effects when you got me (laughs) that's true i am the world's beatbox machine (laughs) so uh there was an incident at some point where Gary managed to scrounge up a few kids who had beef with Ricky in their group, and they all decided to jump Ricky. So it was I like, don't think that's a good idea. No, no, no. So, so it's, it's one of the times they caught Ricky slack, and he was by himself. He didn't have the other guys. Yeah. So holding Ricky down, some of them kicked and punched him repeatedly, while Gary heated up a pipe, you know, like, a, like a smoking pipe, yeah, uh, where he gave Ricky a tattoo with it. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So the, it looks like they got a little bit of revenge on Ricky. Yeah. Uh, feeling more confident with his from his victory over Ricky, Gary decided to hold a couple of little kids at gunpoint with a BB gun at school re- and reportedly in an attempt to get money to pay Ricky back. Oh, so he, he felt emboldened, so he decided to go, you know what, uh, fuck it, yeah, I, I burnt him on the... On the I don't even know where they where, where the tattoo was. I want to say it was like the back or something. Like he yeah. gave him a tattoo. He's like, yeah, I kicked the shit out of him with a bunch of guys. You know what? Let's go rob a bunch of little kids with the BB gun. Oh man, scumbags! Wow. And he did it at school. Yeah. Was- <laughs> like what the fuck? So on June sixteenth, nineteen eighty four. Having paid Ricky back and feeling really good about settling all his other outstanding debts, Gary went around telling everyone how he was getting his act together and he was going to go back to school in the upcoming fall. Yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, honestly, that's a little heartwarming. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of like all, like all those movies in the 90s where it was like the black kids in the ghetto. He's like a gangbanger. He's a drug dealer. He gets in with the wrong crowd. And he's doing all this fucked up shit. He beats up a kid in the beginning of the movie. He decides to sell a bunch of drugs. He meets a girl. She's got a kid, but he likes her and the kid. He's like, oh, I'm going to get my act together, get my shit together. And then, like, at the end of the movie, the guy he kicked the shit out of in the beginning, like, does a drive-by and, like, wipes him out. And then he just never gets to get out of the hood. This is exactly what, it, like, what that movie is. <laughs> I'm just, I just want all my black listener out there to know that white people to go through it, too. <laughs> Though all one of you. <laughs> and for that, I earn a hot cocoa sip. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he was he was feeling himself rubbing his nipples all night, and uh, that that the night that he was saying uh, saying all that shit, everyone decided that they were going to go out and party to celebrate the end of school of, of the school year because it's like June. Okay. So Ricky was telling everyone that he and Gary were good ever since he paid up on his debt. So the the, the consensus on the streets, these guys ain't beefing anymore. They're good. They're friends now. Kind of doubt it, though. Yeah. I kind of doubt it. it. Ricky might be harboring some resentment for the tattoo and the the beating he got. Just kind of a little. So uh, that night, Ricky was out with Jimmy and Albert. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh, the trio got the gang back together. Uh, and they had gone t- into the Azatekia woods, or Azatekia, I don't fucking know. Long Island, why the fuck is your woods named such a weird fucking name? Azatekia, Azatekia, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> Explain yourselves on social media. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, they, they went out in the woods where they blasted the radio and attempted to light a fire, but couldn't because the wood was too wet. <laughs> so honestly, I, I've had a few nights 
where kids were like, yeah, let's go camping out the woods. I'm like, hell yeah. So, you know, we, we got like, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's like the early 2000s, like the early to mid 2000s. So, like, we had like iPods and like iPod dogs. So, we were blasting Sabbath and ACDC while we we're trying to set up tents and shit in some kid's like fucking backyard. So, I, I know exactly what they're, what, what they're going through when you can't light a fucking fire. And you don't have the cool uncle dad that comes around with the gasoline can. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Just throw this whole can on the fire and we'll get the fire going. <laughs> Set the woods on fire in the process, you know? These kids did not have a, an adult in their life that was like that. Yeah. And they probably should have. So not long after they found themselves, uh, not long after they decided to go in the woods, the woods was too wet for a fire, they found themselves at a girl's house getting high, making plans to uh, pool hop since it was hot. So, yeah, they kind of quickly, you know, change plans, change direction. We can't go in the woods together, be gay. Let's go be gay together at a girl's house. <laughs> uh, just as they were leaving to do so, they ran into Gary, who was looking to get high. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Everybody's looking to get high, Mel. You looking to get high? No. I'm looking to get high. <laughs> so to prove that he wasn't still mad at Gary, Ricky gave him a few hits of acid and invited him to join them into the woods to trip out and listen to Sabbath. Seems like a fun time. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that you've been beating the shit out of each other yes. for the past year exactly. over like 50 bucks. <laughs> uh, so th- they left the they left word with the girl that any girl who wanted to get fucked that night should join them in the Azatekia woods. <laughs> oh, wow. I've actually done that. Granted, not with girls my age, but with like their mothers. I, I'd leave a message, be like, you know, if you want some dick, you know, here's where you can find me. Uh, and it does work sometimes okay. if they're pedophiles. <laughs> so that night, none of the girls who received word made it into the woods, but not for lack of trying. I do have to say that a lot of girls tried to get out there to the woods, but none of them actually made it. Oh, were they picked off on the way? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean they didn't they, make they, it? They were, I don't know. Like, they died. Like, High school girls who are just looking to get high and to get dicked down, they're like lemmings. They like they, they group up in a bunch, right? And then you have like other males who like I kind of like come towards the pack with like their drugs and dick, and they were able to lure oh, they, one or they two do away. Actually pick them off. Yeah, the yeah, rest yeah. go over yeah, a cliff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so they Lemming-like. get so like 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 they get lured away with the promise of drugs and. Or maybe dick. they all go to the bathroom yeah. together and, and never come by back. By the time they probably reach the end and end of the woods, the whole herd of women or young girls that wanted drugs and dick got whittled down to nothing. <laughs> so. Word to word to the wise to all those guys who, who wants to dick down a girl and give her drugs. Make sure that the distance they have to travel from location A to location B makes it so that there's at least one of them left for you. But before all the fucking scavengers get them, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, honestly, they were just traveling far too fucking Wild far. Wild kingdom here. It literally is. This just proves that we're all monkeys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so none of the girls made it to the woods. They were all getting dicked down in their neighborhoods, probably by their uncles. And uh, this left uh, Albert Quinones as the sole witness to what happened to Gary Lowers that night. Oh, okay. So, oh, because there wasn't Because there's no else one else there. Oh, okay. Yeah, Albert and uh, Jimmy are the only yeah. witnesses. Uh, so according to Albert, Gary and Ricky were good. So even Albert believed they were good. Yeah. The two were talking a lot, and Ricky treated them all to Dunkin' Donuts before they headed out to the woods to trip out. And here's a quote from Albert. Gary was being all cool and shit. <laughs> Official quote on, on the reports from the police. 
Gary was being all, all cool, cool and shit. shit. <laughs> These are the type of assholes we're dealing with, Mal. <laughs> so uh, the night, according to Albert, the night was going well until Ricky kept getting mad that he couldn't get a fire going due to the wood being too wet. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've heard conflicting reports. He uh, first, Albert said that Gary offered his socks and jacket to light the like the sleeves off his jacket and the socks to light the fire. Yeah. Um, but then Ricky demanded the whole jacket to make it bigger. Um, and then after, but after Gary handed him the jacket, Ricky kind of cuts the sleeves off and, and kept the rest of the jacket for himself in front of Gary. And then there's other reports where like later on where he said that Gary, uh, that Ricky like tackled Gary, pulled off his Took socks, off. ripped it all, ripped off his clothes and burnt them. <laughs> so I don't know which one you want to go. And both seem really fucked up. Yeah, that, I've never handed a guy uh, my jacket expecting it to be kindling and he just cuts the sleeves off and keeps the rest of the jacket for himself. Yeah, that's a little That's odd. kind of a dickhead move to do in front of someone. <laughs> like, like, it's one thing to like, just like, you expect to never see the jacket again and you walk right. away. But you're there and you're watching this motherfucker put your clothes on. That's, that's a little, a little bit of an issue. It's a little weird. Uh, so what, whatever the, the case uh, is um, or was, the fact is they used portions of his clothing to light the fire, which only further uh, proved the satanic panic bullshit that would come with the case later. So to a lot of people oh. who were falling prey to the satanic panic, they essentially saw this as proof that there was a satanic ritual. They were going to sa- sacrifice that they him. They were or sacrificing something? him, or at least portions of him, because they were burning his personal effects. Oh, so it wasn't like actually the wood was wet. They were trying to light a fire, and it was yeah. the, the logical thing. Yeah, wasn't, the logical they, thing is it wasn't killing. Like, it was a satanic ritual. <laughs> yeah, oh, that because people <laughs> your parents' age. They do not lack logic, Mel. They are very logical people. Hey, even logical people can become illogical. Can become rational people can become irrational with something like the satanic panic. No, they can't. <laughs> it's just dumb. We are so intensely social, we become dumb. <laughs> it's dumb people doing dumb shit. Mel. Come on. Uh, so uh, whatever it was, uh, Gary makes the remark that he had a funny feeling Ricky was going to kill him. I just have this suspicion. Yeah, I mean, I feel like either way, either A, I, he's like, let me use your jacket for kindling, and then he, I see him wearing what's left of it. Yeah. That tells me that I'm not going to go anywhere else that night. <laughs> you won't be needing this or, again. Yeah. Or B, he tackles me, rips my clothes off, tells me I'm not going anywhere else that night because I don't need those clothes anymore. Yeah. Even though I'm still got a pulse, I don't need those clothes. Yeah. And so there's not really not any really... other witness. There's no witnesses, not a big group yeah, no, of kids. No. So, They're all So alone the only out there. two people who are going to be surprised by their death in this situation are drug addicts and people who are too naive to be allowed outside on their own without supervision. <laughs> Do you think he's too naive to be left alone without supervision? <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the, the level that these kids are operating on, I don't know. It's fucking weird. But uh, in in response to Gary, Ricky says, what are you, crazy? I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> Sounds like someone who's going to kill, kill you. you. Yeah. Uh, and then suddenly, right after saying that, he started kicking the shit out of Gary. Makes sense. Yeah, honestly. You know, punching and kicking, uh, the, the scuff, they, they began to scuffle with each other uh, near the fire while the other two just kind of watched. All four of them were tripping balls. Yeah. They're high on acid right now. Yeah. Uh, according to Albert, he was beginning to peak and didn't want to get involved. 
<laughs> he's like, come on, guys. You're harsh in the mellow, and you're going to ruin my fucking high. So won't we all just chill the fuck out, all right? <laughs> or at least leave me the fuck out of it, because I want to enjoy the sun melting into the sky. <laughs> uh, and he was friends with both Ricky and Gary and thought that Ricky kind of had a point. <laughs> with the beating yeah with, with the beating i don't i genuinely don't know if it was just like a continuation of their beef over the money or if he just started kicking the shit out of gary just because gary yeah. said he was going to kill him so he's just trying to prove a point like i'm not going to kill you how dare you say i'm going to kill you yeah as i literally am attempting to kill you they were all they were all high yeah just high as fuck and you know they're all horny as fuck and none of the pussy came because oh. that's what women are mel when you're high on acid, women just dissolve into the one vital organ you guys have. Ah. So I've been told. I love women. <laughs> I, I respect women's rights. And in no way, shape, or form do I see you as breeding cattle. Not at all. Never. I've never once had that thought. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ricky, uh, Albert said he, you know, that Ricky probably had a point. And Gary had stolen from Rick, Ricky while he was passed out. And Gary had stolen from a friend because before then, Ricky and Gary were kind of friends. Yeah. Sort like, of. like they didn't have any beef, but they like they didn't really hang out a lot either, but they were friendly. Yeah. They saw each other a lot. So during the fight, Jimmy ran up and began kicking kicking Gary hard in the ribs. So then. Oh, it, he's jumping into yeah, the action. Yeah, yeah, So So it turned from uh, Ricky and Gary scuffling to Ricky and Jimmy just Beating kicking the, the shit, shit out, out of Gary, Gary by yeah. the fire. Uh, Ricky jumps up and kicks Gary. Just fucking, just really like, like think of like, like uh, the you, you saw the Joker when he was kicking the trash bags. Yeah, that's the kind of kicking that they were doing into Gary, just fucking stomping his guts out. And uh, Gary managed to struggle to his feet, but before he could do anything to defend himself, Ricky pounced on him and uh, begins to bite him in the neck and ear before dragging him down and stabbing Gary. Oh my God. Yes. That's like uh, Ted Bundy level right there. Yeah, absolutely. It's like Ted Bundy in the sorority house. Yeah. See, this is why you don't let ten, Ted Bundy in a house full of women, especially if you don't let Ted Bundy anywhere. No, you can, you can let him like walk around. You don't even let him into around. a shopping mall. You could, okay, no. you know what? I, I would trust Ted Bundy. A beach, a public beach no, with like literally a, tens of thousands of people on it. You don't let Ted Bundy out there either. He's only going to kill one of them. No, he killed multiple women at the fucking yeah, but at that, the public but the that, lake that, beach. No, but that day he only killed one. That day he just used. He that went as a, back. Yeah, he just used it as a hunting ground. Hunting ground. Oh my god. Yeah, but I don't actually believe he killed more than one on that on that day because that was the day he pretended to have a broken arm. Yes. Oh my god. I don't think he killed them like consecutively. I think he just kept going back. However, I will trust him at a suicide hotline, uh, like center. Who, who did? Who was that? Ted was Bundy. that dead? Yeah, yeah. Was Ted, it Ted yeah, Bundy? Yeah, you know. So I not, thought it was Dahmer. No, 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 no. Dahmer worked at a chocolate factory. Oh, okay. Ted Bundy worked. Yeah, Ted up. Bundy was like the young Republican that worked at the suicide hotline. Who? So it's, it's kind of like he did a lot of good, Mel. He probably prevented a bunch of people from killing themselves. <laughs> which was that because he didn't want people to kill themselves, or was that because he wanted to ensure that he could at least kill some of them? Himself. <laughs> Save yourself so I can come. Yeah, is is it just job later. insurance? Like, it was he there just for job insurance? <laughs> job insurance. Because yeah, you know, serial killing is like I know we haven't technically covered a serial killer yet. Right. I'm excited for us to finally like for me to finally get off my ass and do some research and yes. shit an episode out for you guys. But you'll find serial killing. It's a full time job. It's literally a second <laughs> job for people. 
and a second life <laughs> so uh yeah so they were stabbed uh, uh, ricky was just stabbing the shit out of gary yeah. and uh not dead yet gary tried to run away and ricky gave chase dropping the knife by the fire according to albert he watched as jimmy picked up the knife and handed it back to ricky as he was dragging gary back towards the fire Oh, wow, that's so, really brutal. Yeah, yeah, he's not doing, Gary's not doing too well here. Uh, forcing Gary to his knees, Ricky waved the knife in his face, trying to force him to say, I love Satan. Wow. Uh, and that didn't work out very well for Gary, because uh, while Gary screamed that he loved his mother, Ricky began to hack at him with the knife. Oh, goodness. Uh, stabbed him 17 times in the face <gasps> and chest and gouged out one of his eyes. Oh, my God. That's so brutal. Yeah. And it's, this isn't like 17 a, it's times. Not a post-mortem gouging. Gary was still alive when he ripped his eye out. Oh, wow. Uh, then Jimmy and Ricky dragged Gary off into the darkness where Ricky stabbed Gary a few more times before they both returned the, to the fire, just laughing their balls off. And covered in blood. Covered in blood. But they were probably laughing either A, because they enjoyed killing Gary, or B, because they were on acid. Yeah. Because the, remember, they're high. Really so high. So I actually kind of wish we had an interview with Ricky where I could ask him, like, what were you seeing when you were stabbing Gary? Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I know it's a little dark, but it's like, I really want to know what he was like tripping off and seeing. Hmm. Cause that would be very interesting to see like how the mind like, like relates like cold blooded murder when you're high on acid. See, I've never attempted to kill anyone when on acid, so I would never know. Yeah. But it's one of those things I'm like, I always kind of wanted to know. Cause like the whole point of like tripping is like, it's, you're not actually seeing the shit. It's just how your brain is being affected by the drugs and relating, relaying the information that your eyes are seeing back to you. Yeah. So I just want to know what, what that's like. Is, is it like, 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 like you're stabbing him, but your brain's like saying like, no, you're punching holes into his face. Cause that would be kind of cool. Cause then that'd be like, you're like, you turn into like the Hulk. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, so they return to the lab to the fire, laughing their shafts off, having a good time, like good old boys, out in the woods waiting for the pussy to, to come home because they're still waiting for girls. But oh, that's you. right, they they yeah. don't know that the yeah, girls yeah, are yeah on yeah their they way. don't know the girls aren't coming. So to oh them, the girls are coming. Um, by this point, they probably got picked off. Uh, they had just dumped him off to the side and barely covered him with leaves and dirt. Oh goodness. Albert said, I wasn't going to rat them out because what's like another body to these guys? Man, it's not a big deal. I mean, you see them kill once. You just don't think like they're not going to kill you. Trans translation. <laughs> he wasn't really saying anything because they were going to yeah, target yeah. him next. They didn't like, like, like you they, see a guy kill yeah, someone. Yeah, you don't rat them out because what's the, what's, what's, what's another body What's another to body them? to them? Okay, I get what What's another body to them? I know. It's a little that weird. Quote, but, it's shit. a direct quote. But it seems like, uh, like Al, Albie here, Albus Dumbdor here, he's got a little bit of, a little bit of sense, a little common a little sense bit. with them. Even though he, he's high yeah, as fuck. He's high as fuck, but he knows I didn't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> fuck that. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. I was like motorbone angel titties, man. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they were doing. They were probably off in the woods jerking off, and Gary just decided to run, <laughs> run away because he didn't want everyone to know that he was gay and liked to get jerked off onto in the woods <laughs> while tripping balls and acid. 
Makes sense. Those are fun times, though. <laughs> so Albert denied uh, any involvement with the murder. However, during the trial, after gaining immunity, he does admit that he held Gary down and helped chase him down and dragging him back to the fire when Gary ran. So there was actually three on one then. At some point. At some point. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Albert ever kicked the, kicked Gary or hurt him. I think he just held him down and dragged oh, him back. Oh man! So he he uh, he aided and abetted. But that only came out after he had immunity, so he could say whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. So that could have either been A, the truth, or B, he recognized that they'd get some sort of notoriety from this. Oh, So that's if he true. attaches himself to it in this manner. Because he, he also is still a scumbag. Yeah, scumbag. You know, scumbags make scumbag moves. You yeah. You know, money moves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so the total amount of stabbing was between 17 to 36 times. Oh my god! So it was like seventeen to the face and chest when they dragged him back, but untold amount of you know stabbing. So, so does this beat the uh, the Slenderman girls stabbing their friend? Oh yeah, legs? absolutely. But uh, honestly, those girls they added sound effects to their stabbing. So yeah, like, right, stab, 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 stab. Well, it's, it's just like and well, at least every, they didn't kill her. I, I can't. If I had a dollar for every time the spastic girl in my like classes in high school like just said randomly stab, 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 and like shit like that in like the back of the class, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> so I, I just want you know the spastic ones those are the ones you gotta wor- watch out for and if our la- last episode's anything for you to go off don't stick your dick in crazy yeah absolutely and that means the spastic girls <laughs> yeah so uh he was stabbed 17 to 36 times the counts kind of vary but yeah. 36 was the grand wow. total that i've ever gotten just mutilated yeah just absolutely mutilated um and he had incurred some burns during the struggle and again his eye eventually both his eyes would were gouged out oh my god so it's likely they gouged out brutal. the other eye post-mortem yeah. Wow. Um. But yeah. So uh, as far as the burns, um, that's what a lot a lot of people said that uh, believe that you know because the satanic panic is going on. Yeah. That uh that they burnt him for the ritual, and not because they were all high in acid wrestling ra- right right next by to the a fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Logic, yeah, yeah. Mel. Logic. In the aftermath of the murder, Ricky Casso began to brag all of his friends about the human sacrifice. Oh, so, so he's the one yeah, who started yeah, the Ricky whole Ricky starts rumors. calling oh, it a human sacrifice, okay. and he's openly, like, bragging about it. Yeah. Like, just publicly, just whipping his dick out for Harambe, going, see this dick? Yeah, this dick sacrificed a guy the other night. <laughs> Fuck all you bitches. So, uh, when asked by uh, some why he killed Gary, since, according to everyone, the, you know, the last thing they knew, they were good... Ricky said that Satan had sent him a messenger in the form of a black crow that told him to kill Gary. Since he was high as fuck, he may actually yeah, have seen that. he might Who have knows? actually seen that. However, I highly doubt that because there doesn't seem to be like a pause when they were just kind of hanging out around the fire laughing. Yeah. And the fire going. It just seemed like right after he started the fire, he just immediately went to kicking the shit out of Gary. Yeah. So unless, of course, like, you know, time the time dilation of being like high like was like enough of a presence for him to get the crow i don't think that i think that's just something he thought would sound metal as fuck after the fact which it does yeah i mean it does sound pretty metal i mean come on but he's still just how many metal songs are like the satan sent me a crow told me to murder a guy in the woods like come on that sounds like something like Like ozzy osbourne would sing (laughs) yeah shit i mean honestly though i kind of wish there was a song like that (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, so he boasted in detail. He was happy with it. His dick was out. His dick was hard. And he was so confident that no, that no one was going to turn him in that he, uh, and that he had gotten away with it, that he began taking tours of kids, groups of kids, of the non-believers through the woods to witness Gary's decomposing oh. corpse. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he was taking kids, like, 10, 12, 13 at a time. And, like, he, he go to school, you know, a school that he didn't actually attend class in. He'd be like, yeah, I killed Gary. And they're like, no, you fucking didn't. And, you know, all right, bet. After school, we'll go see. And he's drinking, dragging, like, these 13 oh kids God. in the woods. Talk like, about see? divorced from reality. I know, right? Uh, Ricky had taken at least 30 kids in total <gasps> On oh the my tour, God, and this Holy is different state, like different rates of decomposition for uh, for Gary too. So it wasn't just like all yeah, it's like over the course of like a week or. And he was two. mutilated even mutilated, before he started yeah. decomposing. Oh yeah. my God, that's uh, so horrific. Yeah, and uh, he smiled every time he saw the look of horror on the kids' faces. Wow, he is and, fucked up. But you know what's even more fucked up? A lot of these kids went multiple times. What? So so they then just take the tour once and go. So honestly, and went, if he had they been a better businessman, he should have been charging them. Honestly, I would have charged him too, man. Come on. Whether it was money or drugs, he should have been charging them. But this reminds me of uh, Stand By Me. I was going to say, the, like, the whole you story want to see a about, dead body? Yeah, but I mean, like, you, you're telling me like when you were like eight or nine, you didn't want to like stumble across a dead body because you've never me. seen one before? No way. Oh, I did. I remember uh, it was like shortly after I moved to New York with my bio parents. I was, uh, I was like a little, it was like five or six, I think. And uh, we, they had like a church friend who like her husband died. And when we went to go to see his funeral, it's like an open casket. Yeah. And it's like shortly after I saw the Leprechaun movie. Yeah. And I saw this guy and these, these, this couple, they're an older couple. They're like eighties. They were Irish as fuck. And this guy was a small little Irish dude. Yeah. Literally reminded me of Leprechaun. And I was really, I was too afraid to like approach the casket alone. So my dad had to bring me. Yeah. But I got so fascinated with just seeing the dead body that like shortly after that, for like a few months, I like had this fantasy that I would be like walking like around, like in the woods around school, and I yeah. would find like a dead kid. So I think that it's pretty normal for kids wanting to see a dead body. Wait, you just call yourself normal? No, no, I just said I think it's normal for <laughs> kids to want to see oh, dead bodies. Oh, that's the yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, like you never had that fascination at like any Absolutely point. Absolutely not. No way. So you're I saying was I'm terrified abnormal? of every. I think we're both abnormal, but on opposite ends of that spectrum. So you think <laughs> I was me, terrified of me being terrified of seeing, up. wanting to see, terrified of seeing an Irishman dead. You, you think that that is like fucked up that that also birthed me wanting to see more dead people? Yeah, I'm not sure that that's how that should go. I don't know that that I don't know if that arithmetic is normal. I, I feel it's normal, and I feel like everyone who listens to our show is kind of going like screaming at their phones like Mel it's fucking normal to want to see a dead body. I think it's normal for Elijah Newton. No, see, I'm not Elijah <laughs> Newton. When I got the headphones on and the mic in my mouth, I'm Elijah motherfucking Newton. That's true. All right? All right get it right. <laughs> yeah, so uh despite the 30 kids going to see the shit, despite Ricky, you know, being openly bragging about the murder like a fucking piece of shit that he is, uh he, no one told anyone about what they were seeing no the, one well, 30 kids go into the woods and see a dead body some of them multiple times and they're not telling anybody yeah, i would say that these kids are smart <laughs> the, the, all 30 they, of them they, come they, on they adopted the albert logic of he killed one 
what's another body to him? Yeah, maybe they didn't. They didn't believe that he really did. But once they saw it, then also yeah, like, yeah, okay, the, this uh, changes yeah, yeah. everything. Reality set in real. Yeah, fucking that's quick definitely for these kids. that's definitely a dead body. Yes. Uh, so they the, none of them ratted to the cops. None of the kids who went on that tour told any of their parents. They didn't even tell their fucking priests. Huh. They told nobody. And for two weeks, the crime went completely two unreported. Weeks? Yep, two weeks? His body is in the woods. Yep. He's just covered up yep. with leaves and, and dirt. A little bit of leaves and, and dirt. And tours of yep. people are... And two this weeks is unreported. so macabre. Oh, my God. And uh, despite Gary's mother worrying about where the fuck Gary was... Um, she decided, uh, yeah, so despite Gary's mother worrying about where her son was, uh, she called Gary's friend and Ricky was there. So mm. she calls a Gary, one, of, one of Gary's friends like, hey, where the fuck is Gary? Ricky just happens to be there. And uh, he took the phone from the friend and told her that she was never going to see Gary again because he had killed him. <laughs> oh my, why was there even a trial he's just like yeah i definitely did this yeah yeah so he literally told like i, I don't know i fucked up the sense but he told gary's mom that he, that he, he killed just did he it. killed gary over the it. phone um, wow and uh somebody had claimed to have witnessed ricky and jimmy throwing a knife into the harbor and when he asked ricky about it he just said it was a rock huh so there's Doing a lot of fucked up shit all within the same two time. Weeks. And they got witnesses for all of this shit. Oh my God. Uh, and honestly, there are countless stories of kids who claim to have interacted with Jimmy and Ricky after Gary was murdered. Ricky asked for a ride to Saratoga to go see the Grateful Dead. And the girl taking him was excited, saying that they might see Gary there since nobody had seen him in a while. Wow. So some of the kids didn't even know Gary was dead or didn't hear any of the rumors, didn't hear about the tours, none of that. So that's how tight-lipped the kids who went on the tours were. They didn't even tell their fucking friends. Wow. And, and then, honestly, it's a little sad for like, this girl. like, yeah, I like Gary. He likes the Grateful Dead. Maybe we'll see him there. It's like, ah, you're not Yikes. seeing Gary. Like, honestly, if I was Ricky, I'd be like, you know. You, you want to see Gary? I can like, show you, you Gary see right Gary? now. Here, we'll go, we'll, we'll go back to home and we'll I'll show you, you Gary. 50, though. Yeah, no, no, no. See, honestly, you know, it's a chick if she's cute, but I'm constantly on blowing job, you know. And I'll pay gas money, but we can go. I, I'll get you want Gary, I'll give you Gary. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so no one had seen him in a while, and only those that had seen the body knew. And again, they weren't saying a goddamn thing, which, you know, how hard it is to keep like a bunch of kids from like r- repeating rumors and spreading shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like I remember, like and like you know, LaSalle, like one of the guys was getting some pussy from like one, like the one, one of the teachers there, and she was actually she kind of, she, she eventually got arrested uh, long after I left LaSalle. Shucks, but uh, <laughs> missed opportunity is missed opportunity, Mel. Mm. But he just would not shut the fuck up about how he was fucking one like one of the like the female staff there or whatever. And yeah. it's like, dude, shut the fuck up because I know for a fact sh- you're not the only one she's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna ruin it for everyone shut the fuck up <laughs> and eventually you know so like i know how hard it is to get a bunch of teenage boys to shut the fuck up about something <laughs> they're excited about so it must have been really something powerful for these kids to see this dead body and not say a goddamn thing yeah like, that's like, still th- just to me that's the most miraculous me. part it really about this is case, yeah it is really that they is. shut the fuck up Ain't nobody knew a goddamn thing, despite yeah. them all shouting. Uh, and despite it wasn't like, about Ricky shouting it yeah. on the rooftop. And not even like Gary. one day or two days, two weeks. Two fucking weeks. Damn. Honestly, he could have been the serial killer if he didn't show anybody and didn't tell anybody. 
Yeah. He probably would have been a very good serial killer. Yeah. At least the serial killer trio. That, which would be interesting. You, you get the serial kill, killer duos, but you don't really get like a group of them. Yeah. You know? At some point it becomes a cult though. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you, I guess you can say like the Manson family was like a group of serial killers. Yeah. Even though, even though I think uh, Charlie Manson was innocent. I don't think he actually killed anyone. He was just along for the ride. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no one had seen him in a while. No, no one was saying anything until someone made an anonymous report on July 1st. So July 1st, they made a report about about Gary's body. And on July 4th, 1984, the police were able to recover Gary's decomposing and mutilated body. I wonder if the police even believed that his body they was didn't. there. I, I kinda they they didn't. They did it. It wasn't until... Like, they started hearing some of the rumors about a kid bragging about killing it. Yeah. And that they heard that it was, like, in the Aztecia woods that yeah. they decided to take a dog out. And honestly, the, the, the I know I mentioned it in the last, uh, the last episode talking about the Rolling Stones article that, or the Stones article. The Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. Mag- the magazine Whatever, is called yeah. Rolling Stones. I know. you. People get nitpicky. I call it the Rolling Stones. I don't give a fuck. The Rolling Stones right? is a band. I know it's a band. All right. But I called the magazine the Rolling Stones, too. All right. So fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Rolling Stone had a very good article about, about this. And they actually describe in great detail about the cops bringing the, the cadaver dogs through the woods. Yeah. So it's The dogs def- were like, there's definitely a yeah, body here. If you want to know, like, 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 lit- like want to read the literature of the the of the story from the era just read that it's yeah got all the information you need yeah. and somehow more than, more than you want probably yeah, more than you want somehow i managed to get it into like a two hours with, a, <laughs> with the content so uh, i'm really good at my job <laughs> uh yeah so they the found his mutilated body um the body was at that point just a kind of like a pile of bones draped in the denim vest oh, running goodness. pants and nikes because that's what he was wearing when he died wow uh what tissue was left had darkened and the blood had been drained, creating a black stain in the area. The body itself was slowly sinking into the ground. So honestly, if they waited a few more weeks, the bones probably would have been swallowed up by the earth. Holy shit. Yeah. Still would have found it with the dogs, but it would have been a pain in the ass. So on July 5th, the police found find Ricky and Jimmy sleeping in a car and arrested them both for the murder. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Ricky was famously, famously wearing his ACDC t-shirt. And like when you see all the pictures of Ricky Castle yeah. after the arrest, that's the t-shirt he was wearing. Oh, okay. Uh, and he had a sin- sinister smile on his face as if he was just told the world's best joke. However, it might have also been because he was high as fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably what it yeah, was. He's pretty fucking high when they arrested yeah. him. Because he's always high. Yeah, always. In his pocket was a piece of paper that held a list of dignitaries in hell. Dignitaries. Dignitaries. You know what, Mel? I had an extra I in there because I can't <laughs> spell. You're good. <laughs> dignitaries. So, but wait, but hell has dignitaries? Apparently. <laughs> There's like a higher. I mean, you got okay. like the nine lords of hell. Oh. Oh, well, I'm not a Satanist, so I don't know this stuff. Yeah, it got the, it was like when you called like the nine lords of hell, the four kingdoms of uh, in hell. There's like, like a whole bureaucracy yeah, well, down yeah, there. Yeah, the, literally, it's described. You got like the, like the lord of the flies, lord of the rats, lord of the bats. Oh, okay. and they got the it got the four uh, the, the cardinal point towers that roll over the different kingdoms of hell. There's a lot. Sounds there. like a role playing game. It does. <laughs> it, it does. There's a fine line between D and D and Satanism <laughs> at, at certain points. <laughs> Honestly, though, like like when we cover Aleister Crowley at some point, you will see that it's just 
fucking full of nerds who love role play. <laughs> That's all magic is, folks. Because <laughs> nerds who like to role play. Because, yeah, sure, Alistair Crawley was a nerd who would, like, get you high on ayahuasca and fuck you in the ass in the desert and leave you a broken husk of a human. But he was still a nerd. <laughs> through and through a nerd. Uh, yeah, so uh, he was very just much enjoying the arrest, enjoying the attention that he was getting. I can imagine. Uh, Jimmy Troyana was placed in a special observation cell while Ricky Casso was not. So Jimmy Troyana, he's the one that was uh, had, had the arrest record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does Castle. Castle was arrested for uh, uh, grave robbing. That's right. Robbing earlier that year or the year before, whatever. Yeah. But Jimmy had literally just gotten out of jail at this point. That's He's right. back in. So that they put him in a special observation cell. Castle was just putting regular gen pop. And having a record, Jimmy immediately cut a deal for me. Yeah, he should have. He yeah. just immediately like, no, I want me in a deal. I'll tell you whatever the fuck you want to know. Yeah. Uh, if he turned on Ricky. Ricky, however, will never see justice because on July 7th, he decides to commit suicide. And it's to a chorus of his cellmates who chanted, hang up, hang up. So literally everyone wanted him to die. So they all chanted for him to do it. And he just fucking did it. Wow. Uh, Jimmy and Albert eventually were acquitted of all charges a year later. However, their names will forever be solidified in American pop culture. Hmm. Like when 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 you think Acid King, it's always Jimmy, Albert, and Ricky. No one oh, really ever okay. thinks of Gary until you get assholes like me who decide to put it on their podcast <laughs> to remember who actually yeah, died. To rem- yeah, what scumbag remembers the victims' names? All right, <laughs> we. It's not about the victims; it's about the killers. Yeah, that's how we make our money, Mel. <laughs> By the way, Mel, when do you plan on paying me? Paying you? Yeah, paying me for when what? You, for doing this, all this hard work <laughs> I'm doing. What am I getting in out of this? Come on. And the fact you're laughing shows that you're a capitalist pig like the rest of us, so fuck you. But it's also like I'm proud of you. I Are am, you? I'm proud of you. Just don't start chanting, hang up, hang up, when I start going on the downward spiral mentally about like studying all this shit and writing scripts for this show. Because I don't want to die yet. Yeah. If I can die. I don't think I can die. Yeah, so uh, their their names, however, are forever mud. Like, yeah, th- their their names are ruined in that town. They can't get anything in that town. Yeah, with Ricky's friends hating them for ratting, and Gary's friends hating them for not saying anything and even being involved. So it's not like they could be like, oh, okay, we're friends with Ricky's friends because you know whatever they ratted on Ricky, so yeah. they're hated by just every Everyone. all the scumbags, all the scumbags, yeah, on either side of the scumbag tree, you know. And the two of them just kind of fade into like obscurity. And uh, leave behind a legend tainted with lies, birthed by your country's obsession with Satan, making it nearly impossible to separate from fact uh, fact from blind hysteria. And I, I know I didn't really cover a lot of the Satan, uh, Satanic Panic issues in this one, mm-hmm. because I wanted to save that for the end. Yeah. So a lot of the theories that were, have been birthed over the years about the case uh, come from essentially the adults in the town yeah so th- there was that say uh the satanic uh cult that was in the high school uh, 
Let me actually scroll up to my notes on that one from the previous show. Uh, do bear with me. There was, um, what the fuck was their name? Mel, why don't you say something interesting while I do this? The only thing that I was thinking of is that even if, you know, obviously he wasn't a satanic sacrifice, but it seems like because they had been pursuing him, you know, Ricky had been pursuing him as a, as like a scapegoat or a target. In a way, I think he was a sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, it kind of does have a, like sacrificial like overtones doesn't it yeah he was like he was targeted as he was going to be the victim because ricky and his buddies were going after him for maybe even months if oh yeah weeks yeah. if not months yeah so i i did finally scr- find the the name of the coal uh in my notes sorry it's literally been it was like, like the black circle yeah, or something Knight, like that. knights of the black circle knights of the black and circle. it's been like three weeks since i've looked at these notes so right. you know i'm gonna forget shit but yeah so the because of the existence of the Knights of the Black Circle, the adults assumed that the rumors of people dressed in black cloaks surrounding the fire witnessing the murder take place, they, they, they believed that that was the cult. That, that, that was, oh, that it was that, a cult thing? It wasn't yeah, just like Ricky wasn't and just his Ricky, scumbag yeah, that Essentially, Ricky and his friends were trying to join the cult by sacrificing oh, Gary right. in front of them in front of a fire. Oh, and okay. there's no evidence that shows in any of the reports given by any of the kids that there were cloaked figures there. That's literally just a cre- pure creation, a story created by the adults. But that comes out of almost like primal human history it because does. our ancestors did do shit like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fires. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everything like, we did was around if, fires because we were scared yeah, to get like, away from the fire. The, like the chief was a lame duck. He was getting old and you wanted to like be chief. You had to publicly murder him. And everyone's just hanging around a fire because what else are they going to do there's no tv all kinds of weird there's no shit skin of Max, the fires. <laughs> you know there's like that's just literally go hunt a mammoth and get pussy and usually they were too tired to hunt a mammoth or get pussy by the time they were sitting around a fire so what else are you going to do watch the young try to murder the old <laughs> that's you know it's, it's primal instinct at that point yeah well they had that 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 connection they were also uh, rumors that there was cannibalism. They cannibalized, like, ate his eyes. And, like, because there was bite marks. It's not surprising marks. that that rumor came out yeah, with what yeah, they did to his yeah, body. Yeah, well, because they're, they're, like, the bite marks. And, and because and that's right, he was the bite so, marks. so decomposed that it's impossible to tell yeah. if any, how much of the, uh, of, oh, of him was, was eaten. Left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was rumor that essentially, I don't know, this is, like, before, I think this is before Chucky, like, came out. Child's Play came out, isn't it? Like like the first child's play. I want to say it was right around the same time. Was it around the same time? Because the, there was a there's a story I found that was talking about like the, that someone was describing the knife that Ricky used to kill Gary. Yeah. Which I don't know. Like I know this is bullshit because this person didn't witness a goddamn thing. No one but these three kids witnessed yeah. anything. But they said that the knife reminded them a lot of the one that was in child's play. <laughs> oh my god. But I don't know because because like the the interview that this person gave was after child's play came out. Oh. But I don't know if the event that uh, if the murder occurred after or before child's play yeah I don't, and I don't you know. think that if i you know and i'm a self-proclaimed expert on horror and uh, uh true crime and we I, did I actually would, watch those movies yeah this year. that i would know the years and the dates of uh things that came out but i really don't because i can't be bothered with the dates all right <laughs> you're a millennial it's a millennial this. and my head's already <laughs> fucking hurt and just thinking about it but yeah um there's that connection there's a little connection to a bunch of horror movies um, I know someone was trying to make a connection between this case and the town that dreaded sundown for some strange reason. Because hmm. like, morally, it's not even like the same like like fear. 
Yeah. Town that drew at sundown was like about the fear about like kids who were like, going out and having premarital sex. Yeah. This is like kids going out in the woods doing drugs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure. A there's there's a sin factor, but it's not the same sin factor. Yeah. And the town that drew at sundown is based on real events. So yeah. why you would base a movie, think that there's a connection from a movie based on real events that's connected to the murder. Unless of course the person was trying to say that, movies like that could have influenced these kids on killing Gary, which is a bit of a stretch, but that I know, does, they were so high. I know that, that does fit the satanic panic is like, remember okay, like, right. like the nineties, the violent video games. So what, what, games yeah, well, yeah. Was it moms against games? Shit. Essentially it was, it was like MAGA, like pre MAGA. It was like moms against games association. Right. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. Like, I remember that like being a kid in like the early 2000s. I kept hearing about that. But like they really? were they were convinced that like GTA, yeah, I remember Halo, the, uh, on Call the news of Duty, yeah. they were always bringing yeah. it up. They're always talking uh, to Congress yeah. about it and shit. And because there's a couple kids who are like you know stole their parents' cars, ran over a couple people, and you know the cops are like, well, why would you do that? It's like oh, I was just playing GTA. I wanted to go out <laughs> and do it. Um. So like, but before video games became mainstream and entered the household, it was horror movies oh, okay. that was being used as a scapegoat by adults to try to explain away all these weird shit that's going yeah. on. Yeah. Because they don't want them to say that oh we just raised a bunch of psychopaths. It's yeah. something else, not us, is influencing our children to be murderers, smoke weed, have premarital sex, and worship Satan. Which yeah. Which is what they, all these scumbags were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit, I was one of these scumbags. And, you know, I was doing it 20 years when it became cool. Now <laughs> I'm mad because they have all these kids who can just do it freely and it's not acting out. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this, Mel? What the fuck? I am, I am so upset. It's like, I feel like my culture has been appropriated by these Zoomers who want to go around eating each other's assholes and storing lines of coke off of each other's dicks. Like, come <laughs> on. Now it's not fun. Now when I do it on the weekend, it's not even fun because I know there's some Zoomer out there who's like going to fucking do it and be like, you know what? He's, and they're going to be like fucking hipsters about it. Just destroying <laughs> everything. Yes. All right. They destroy First, everything. It was, it was the lumberjack outfits and beards. And then it became craft beer. Now it's snorting coke off your tranny girlfriend's dick. <laughs> what is next? What will, what will hipsters take next? Oh, what's left? Like, honestly, what is left? I don't think there is anything left at this Christianity. point. Christianity. Christianity might be the only thing that's left. Yeah. And even then, hipsters will take that over. <laughs> so if you go to church and you start seeing your your pre your preacher with like a like a beard and like a like a top knot and he's wearing like a red flannel shirt and he's got like a like a, yeah, like he's got like a like a beer stein and he's snorting coke. <laughs> just know Christianity's is gonna fall. <laughs> and on that note, Mel, yes. do we have any announcements? I do not have any announcements. No. I don't have any announcements either. It's a <laughs> really weird wrap up. Uh, I know I've been saying this for like how many episodes? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get us to social media hooked yeah, up. Yeah, we will do social media. We will do that but eventually. In the, in the meantime, though, we are prepping for a special Christmas. Episode. Yes, we are. We are doing a. Uh, we're prepping for that. We're going yes. to do a, a 12 days of Christmas. It's not going to be literally 12 days worth of episodes because <laughs> no. fuck that shit. <laughs> but it's going to be something fun. It's going to be, be Christmas themed. It's going to be released on Christmas. It won't be a part of our normal 
right. episode schedule. Episode. So yeah. it'll be a special bonus that we've been doing. Yes. I've been honestly enjoying these these uh, holiday The episodes. holiday ones have been great. They've, Halloween, they've been great. Thanksgiving, they, probably, they were And fantastic. they've been doing very well, too. So, you know, keep up the good work. And we yes. really appreciate you listening to us. Yes, we do. And on that last note, Mel, what do we always say at the end of every episode? Don't, Don't fuck in the, the woods. woods. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Those of us that deliver us some evil want to thank you for listening. All of our episodes are available at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. For the latest news, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash deliverussomeevil or email us at deliverussomeevilpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't fuck in the woods. <laughs>